like broken toys lie at your feet. And you have learned that Hey there, this is James again with Dakota Spotlight Podcast. I'm releasing this on November 26th, 2020, which in the United States of America, where I currently live, it's a holiday, Thanksgiving. Just a quick note, I won't be releasing a Season 4 episode this week. Season 4, again, is Chasing Billy, a Pursuit for Justice, an ongoing investigation into the 1978 murder of William Wolfe Jr., known to his family and friends as Billy. I am, however, pursuing a couple of leads that have come in, and I hope to have another episode for you in a week or two. If you have tips or information you'd like to share with me, please email me at dakotaspotlight at gmail.com. And you can also call our tip line at 701-451-5608. That's 701-451-5608. I'd like to take this opportunity, Thanksgiving, to thank you for listening to my podcast. And on this American holiday, I want to start by thanking all of you international listeners in Canada, Sweden, the UK, Australia, Japan, New Zealand, and elsewhere. I want you to know that you are not forgotten. I know this podcast and a lot of other American podcasts often seem to ignore their international audiences. For example, the metric system is usually simply cast aside and all distances represented in feet, inches, and U.S. miles. I do want all of you in other countries to know that I'm highly aware that while the United States of America is a big country, it's not the whole world. Moving forward, I think I'll be better about providing metric equivalents for you listeners too. To be honest, I'd rather only use metric distances, but that would lead to confusion also. And of course, for those of you in the United States and the upper Midwest, thank you so much for listening to Dakota Spotlight. I'd like to wish you all a happy Thanksgiving wherever you are. I sincerely hope you are staying safe, and just as importantly, you keep others safe during this very trying pandemic. I also want to give a very special thanks to those of you out there, anywhere and everywhere, who maybe don't get the day off today because you're busy risking your lives to save others. For example, the nurses and staff at Jamestown Regional Medical Center in North Dakota fighting COVID. Thank you so much for everything that you do. Finally, I want to thank scientists and others out there who, and I have to admit, I can't believe I actually have to say this out loud, others who still believe in science and still understand that facts still matter. Thank you to those of you who do your due diligence and apply critical thinking to everything that you see and hear and read, no matter what the source. And a big thank you to those of you out there who are protecting others by wearing a mask. I'm going to leave you now with three trailers for Dakota Spotlight. First a trailer for Season 1, then Season 2, and then Season 3. If you've not listened to some of these seasons, I hope you do in the future. If, on the other hand, you're already caught up with all the previous seasons and episodes, you may choose to not listen to the rest of this message and just return to your day. Thank you again, all of you. For listening. Please be safe. My future lies within your eyes where love light used to shine. I'd give my all to hear the call that tells me you are mine. But if it's true that someone knew, 
You've heard of Fargo, and likely Bismarck, North Dakota, too. But just west of there lies a wide-open and mostly peaceful rolling prairie, sprinkled with tiny communities, each one a rural hometown to less than 1,000 people. It was in one of those towns in September of 2016 that I heard an outlandish story. A man was murdered by organized crime, I was told, and local law enforcement didn't do a thing about it. But small towns are proven and self-proclaimed gossip factories where tall tales and rumors run wild and unchecked, just like the buffalo did when adventurers like Lewis and Clark, General Custer, and Theodore Roosevelt explored this territory. To track and hunt down every untamed story that roams these plains might leave even the most experienced seeker exhausted and lost. But what possible harm could come from stalking just this one story, I asked myself one day. How hard could it be, and how long could it really even take to refute this silly rumor, and instead find out the truth of what really happened to the man who died? A day? A week, maybe? My name is James Wolner, and with Dakota Spotlight Season 1, I'd like to tell you about some of the surprises I discovered on what became a seven-month-long expedition through the unknown and unexpected territories of one man's perplexing death. Are you an investigator? Writer and podcaster. I don't know if you ever listen to podcasts. You podcast. know what? They should have a FBI on the You know, it's about time this shit happened. Morton County Sheriff Kyle Kurtzmeyers ruled out foul play as a cause of death for 51-year-old Victor Newberry of Glen Ullen, found dead outside his vehicle on December 27th. Back when that thing happened, it seemed like it was kind of swept under the rug. Yeah. Next thing you know, they found him dead laying out there, you know, so I don't know who did it or what did it or speculations. I'm not going to say no names or anything. So many of these things are, are kept so quiet and hush-hush. Not traumatic, but just the weirdest things that ever happened. Okay, that's all it was ever found out about. Law enforcement are trained to give you a loop around. For Victor that night to leave the bar without a coat or his phone. There's already been all this controversy around this case. I don't understand why he was even out there. Passed by so many times, I never even think about it. It's a small little road. Which is very, very unlike Victor. It was so out of character yeah, to be out there. There means, for lack of better words, stupid stuff. When you live in a small town, everybody knows pretty much everything. I would like to know who those people were that came in that bar that night. The number you dialed is not in service. The number you dialed has been changed, disconnected, or is Your no longer in service. forwarded to an automated voice messaging system. Everybody in town wants to know what happened. We're 1406, they'll be upstairs too, right? Yeah, I'd go upstairs, man. I bet that's what And I said, get out of my face. Get out of my face right now. In so many words, in their drunken state, yeah, they would always say, you're a dead man, and shit like that. Only four people know, and two are not people. You knew, he knew, God knew, and the damn devil. Join me for Dakota Spotlight Season 1. Subscribe today on Spotify, iTunes, TuneIn Radio, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts.
For more information, visit dakotaspotlight.com. Fourth of July, 1976, the 200th birthday of the United States. On this July 4th, Americans are gathered once again in cities and towns across this land of ours to observe our nation's birthday. Zealand's main street was deserted this afternoon. Townspeople were attending the funeral of Wade and Ellen Zick. Yeah, in a small town like, like that, you know, it's, it's like I said, it's a big city crime that happened where everybody, you know, like, like friends, everybody knows their name, you know, and everybody's got a nickname. On Sunday morning, friends were concerned when Mr. Zick did not appear at the Zion Lutheran Church where he was the choir organist. Yeah, we were, we were at church and, and, you know, the Zicks weren't there, so it was kind of a a church service that wasn't really there that day. Everybody was just more concerned about where, where the Zicks were. And they, they, you know, said, okay, you guys go out and look through homes and underneath buildings. And It was in this low wooded area about two miles northeast of Zealand where a search party late last night found the bodies of 66-year-old Wade Zick, the manager of the Zealand branch of the McIntosh County Bank, and his 65-year-old wife, Ellen. Three Zealand men are being sought. You know, what? where are they? Uh, what are they going to do? Are they coming back? The FBI theorizes the Zicks were awakened at home late Saturday night or early Sunday morning and forced to go to the bank. Once they found out what happened, his whole family, including his dad, two brothers, they went upstairs into a bedroom with weapons and slept with the lights off. North Dakota nice in the 1990s. Good soil, good beef, good people. The Bismarck Beat, a police officer's dream. A basket of supportive, good Samaritans cooperating to weed out the occasional bad egg. And no expectation that this would ever change in the sleepy and safe capital city of this, the Peace Garden State. In all my years on the streets of Bismarck, I never lost a lot of sleep. I lost some sleep during this investigation. How could you classify it as maybe Charles Manson-esque? A lot of people that know. How many gone? You meet Robert, Brian, Amy, Michelle, Candy, Weasel, Rick, DJ, Bill, Christy. Mm -hmm. 
Gordon and Barbara Erickstead were last seen alive around 7.45 Wednesday night. Two people died, they died horrendous death, and yet these kids are idolizing the people that did it to them. I don't remember who it was, it could have been DJ, it could have been Buddy, it could have been Christy, it could have been Kenny, it could have been Amy, it could have been Michelle. You know, it's hard to find anything that's not odd about this entire situation. If anybody sees these individuals, I would strongly caution them to call local law enforcement, not to try anything or to approach these individuals, because if they have killed once, I doubt if they would hesitate a second time. There was all kinds of different versions of what happened in that house, who actually went in. There is another side to Bismarck, North Dakota, and Mandan, North Dakota. I think that kind of brought it all out into the forefront. Join me, James Wollner, and Forum Communications for Dakota Spotlight Season 3 as we take a closer look into one of the most puzzling crimes in North Dakota history. Hear first-hand accounts, original police interviews, and much more. Scheduled for release later this summer, Season 3 will be available anywhere you get your podcasts. And be on the lookout for additional content, video footage, and other extras exclusively at Inforum.com.